0: Now, you're listening into Pulse Unscripted Podcast. So, I think let's introduce ourselves first because this is our yes. first time doing the podcast. So, yeah. Ever. Um, my name is Roger. I'm from Malaysia, Perak.
1: Guys, I'm Seton. Seton Stoffels. I, no, everyone calls me Seton. I'm all the way from South Africa, Cape Town.
0: Yeah. For for how many years, man? We've been like like best friends. Oh my God! I
1: was thinking about this the other day. I don't even know. I think we met in 2010, maybe, or just before 2010, somewhere around there. I think. I think it was 2009. I think it's kind. Ca- so I think it's like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's 10 be years. 10 year going three. to 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ah. It doesn't feel that long, honestly.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I like old. It, it kind of, it, it feels, it felt like we knew each other, like, since forever. It feels like
1: we've we've known each other since kindergarten, but also feels like we've known each other since, like, last year. Yeah. That's the thing with, that's the thing with, like, international friendships. Yeah. Over long-distance friendships, if you want to call it oh, that. Yeah. But, um, do you want to introduce the topic for today?
0: Alright, sure. Okay, the topic of today is new culture. Or slash culture shock we both like uh, came from foreign country and then yeah. our parents migrated to kuwait mm-hmm. and, and then we kind of yeah. followed their footsteps and we flew together with them and stayed there for, for like for me for me, I stayed there for 8 years, I don't know about you you probably stayed there for a shorter amount of time right?
1: yeah you were there much longer than me yeah yeah
0: which year did you get there which year did you move to kuwait i was like standard five or i think that was around 2000 and 2008 something like that 2008-7 so a few years before which grade were you which grade yeah i was year 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 six i think
1: and i came year eight so just two years before me year eight
0: yeah, remember
1: at Cambridge?
0: So yeah, yeah, it's kind of two years. Yeah. Oh, Cambridge for something. Yeah, that it, was it. really... It doesn't mean like Cambridge from the UK. I mean like the Cambridge <laughs> actually, actually the school name. Yeah. School's we, name is Cambridge Just to English let you school. guys know, we
1: didn't go to the elite Cambridge Academy in, the, in London or wherever it is. We actually went to a school <laughs> that was an English international uh, school in Kuwait called Cambridge. So that's where we actually met for the first time in grade eight
0: it was kind of weird to it, because I mean like um when you first arrived, I was like, Huh, who's this new kid because because you were you were the like the new kid on the block, and I was like, huh, yeah okay. yeah I was I was and he was so friendly with the gals <laughs> Oh, and I was like, and people hated me for it, and
1: that's like one of the topics we can get into about the whole culture thing I was like besties with all the gals in the first week already and for some reason all the guys were hating on me because they thought i'm just this player that have all these girls around me but i'm like i'm literally like we'll be talking about our favorite shows <laughs> or music <Yeah>. or something <laughs> let's
0: just let, let, let say that you you're you're kind of a sweet talker and all the girls like you yeah
1: i don't know i don't oh. know we we'll, won't we'll <laughs> comment on that um All
0: right. But it was a huge.
1: It was it was crazy for me when I came. I mean, obviously everyone knew my dad because my dad was there. What a few years, four years before I actually came to so the new. I was Mister Stephen's son, um, yeah.
0: and oh, I remember. A, a teacher, so yeah, my dad was a yeah, teacher at the school know.
1: before before I actually moved there. Um, but I remember. I can't really remember the first time specifically meeting you, but what I do remember is that you came late. In the, during the academic year You came probably like a month late or something or I a think few weeks it was late, like uh, one
0: week or two weeks late Because I, uh, I had something I was like some family business to do in Malaysia And that's why I always yeah, but, like came late
1: uh, I wish <laughs> A longer summer, I wish So what, um, what you But I literally remember By the time you had come yeah. already By the time you had come already I'd already like I, I haven't made friends But I Stuck to some people already. So when you came, I didn't really first like really take note of you. I remember you being there, and stuff but I can't remember when in the year we actually started like becoming friends. Oh, I yeah. really can't remember. It could have been halfway through the year, probably, could have been a quarter through the
0: year. Because I, I I remember that we always like um, stay in the group, like you, me, Abdullah Nawaf, and the other the other boys. We stayed together and like the the the, chill. the
1: squad was the squad was you me Abdullah and Imran Imran oh yeah Imran I am forget anyone else I'm sorry if I am <laughs> but obviously for you being coming in 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 um 2008 around that time you said for you coming to Kuwait for the first time from Malaysia ever I mean. That was definitely a crazy experience I mean for you to be much younger than me At least I was already what maybe 14 I think I was at that time You must have been at least what 12
0: 12 yeah I was like way younger I mean like it was It was such a culture shock for me Because back in Malaysia When I was like um, 11 and 12 I, di- I, didn't, I didn't like speak much of English And then when I came Like to mm-hmm. Kuwait It comes like A huge culture shock that I really need to pick up English like pretty quick because, like, most of the teachers are from Britain and their accent, though. (laughs)
1: Honestly, accents I swear, accents of like the the accents we are on TV and in real life are so different. People understand because a lot of the uh, teachers we had were not from like, um, I don't know, like maybe London, they were like from deeper areas in the UK where they had like this really thick.
0: British accents Like a, Even for me Like it was really weird Yeah I'm like Yeah Even, even their accent now varies right From one to Like one person To another person
1: Yeah Cause like Scottish and Ireland People had different accents Compared to like People from other places Of the UK
0: And They speak kind of fast And then I was like Kind of like Trying to like cope And understand On what Are the things That they're trying to say and Mm. i just like uh for the first year for the first year of my school year in kuwait i was was kind of one of the like silent kid because i i don't i don't really know how to communicate well like in english but yeah gradually i picked that up Mm. so
1: did you not learn english in 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 school in malaysia
0: yeah we do but we don't really practice it like that much because it's like it's like um how can i say it's like it was more like an extra subject it's not extra subject it's uh what you call it one of the mandatory subject but the thing is in malaysia the kid the it it depends on the kids itself it depends on how he gonna take the initiative in like speaking english Mm. or which school you go to the school that i went is a government school and most of them like after this right after the english class uh straight speaking malay they don't really practice it uh, practice like english that much
1: mm. and here you were in the situation where you had no choice but to speak english so you did it completely 360 with at break times it was only english and everything like that yeah that's crazy that's really crazy
0: yeah yeah it was it was quite a huge shocker because i mean like the the, the school is a it's a British system school, so it kind of, mm. uh, what can you say, the culture within that school is somewhat westernized a bit. And, yeah, a only. Even though there's like a lot of Arab kids, uh, but I, I, I think the, the vibe was kind of like, I'm in England or something like that. Because the teachers are from England, the kids, like surprisingly the kids, so the kids are right over there, they speak like very well, like very proper English. And I was like, oh, you guys don't have the same trouble as I do.
1: (laughs) I think it was actually a mixed bag because I totally obviously relate to what you're talking about. Because obviously with me, I was speaking English my whole life. And when I went to primary school, I was taught in English. So English wasn't a big problem for me. But the biggest problem for me um, when it came to language barrier was in break times, I always remember all the Arabic kids would speak in Arabic or something like that. And it was so... Like isolating because it was so difficult to get to know people, and at that point I didn't really connect with the foreign kids yet. I didn't know like who was a foreigner or who was from here, oh. and I w- I was fir- I first made friends with Fawaz. <coughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>, I can't <remember laughs> even remember. <laughs> um, uh. And he was he yeah he was an interesting character, but he was from Kuwait and a lot of the people I was first hanging out with in like that first few weeks they were all from the country and I remember in break time it was so isolating because I was literally in a conversation with these people and they would be speaking in Arabic and I'm just there like mm-hmm, yeah
0: like it was just like so um, I'm like, you kind of feel you kind of feel insulted when they like speak in Arabic because you don't know what they're saying about you what they're really about like. you. <laughs> what are they talking about it was a weird dynamic yeah it
1: was a weird dynamic because
0: yeah
1: it, it was yeah, and also it, at the end it of the was day
0: interesting yeah. we were
1: so young and all these kids were so young that you're not really gonna make an effort to speak in English because you know okay I only uh talk English or read English when I'm in class I'm not gonna make effort during break time break time's when I want to relax and just be with my friends so they're not gonna make that extra effort for that foreign student um And that's why I think most of the foreign students stuck together.
0: Yeah, probably. Because we we have our own, like, gang. Yeah. And we we kind of rarely, like, mix with the, like, the local Arab kids. Yeah. Because they, they they are, I mean, like, it's like they're the one who doesn't, like, invite us, like, to, like, be being friendly with us, to, like, yeah. Have a conversation with this, but that's probably that's the reason. Cause yeah. we kind of, cause we're kind of afraid to 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 initiate because we, they it might like came on as awkward uh, or something like that.
1: It can, eh? I just de- I think it depend it depended on different different situations. Cause I found myself in situations where. Uh-uh. Um, people were friendly and they they were willing to get to know me and stuff, uh-huh. but it was that extra effort that always required a bit of extra effort to really get over that different culture and, and language barriers. Um, and I guess it, you have to you you have to understand because it means me knowing I'm an English speaker and maybe if I had to, um, say for example, learn another language like Spanish or something, and I had to basically talk in Spanish every time I wanted to connect with this person. That's effort on my side. So I can kind of see where they're coming from. And they're so young. Why would they want to make that extra effort just to get to know this person when they have other Arabic friends? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: But we, we I think we made up like, what would you say? Like maybe hmm. 10, 15% of the schools, yeah. of this of the school um population, if you want to use the word. Um, demographic, we made up at foreigners made up fifteen percent. Would you want to say?
0: Or it uh, depends on the school. It depends on no, the how can I say um the rank of the school kind of because I I don't because I think that like the the higher end like elite um, international school I think they they have more foreign they have more population of foreign people compared to like in Cambridge.
1: I don't know if you remember. I think we were definitely more foreign students at KNES than at Cambridge yeah if I can remember
0: yeah Uh -uh. right
1: yeah true KNES for you guys was um the second school me and Raja actually um went together at wait KNES was actually the second school me and Raja um what's the word I'm looking for um (laughs) I'm getting confused with with college um KNES was the second school me and Raja studied at in our um, high school career in high school. Um I went there right after grade eight, so I was only for one year at Cambridge and I left. And then Raja came like I think a year or two later.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but KNES was a obviously it was a big it was a it was a, it was a step up from Cambridge. Um in certain ways. It was like way much yeah. better. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm like in terms of academics, I think like KNES are uh, far greater when compared to like Cambridge because the, the, the quality of the teacher, the teachers itself are very, very, how can you say, it very focused on the student mm. development. I mean like, we have like, a teacher called, uh, his name is Mr. Chako, our favorite teacher, uh, he always like...
1: Woo! Shout out Mr. Chaco! Chaco.
0: That was our OG! I mean, like, he always taught us like, valuable life lesson, and it kind of, like... He was the best. Um, he was the it best. It helped us grow, like, to a better man, kind of. Well, I think so. <laughs>
1: what other experiences do you remember, um, outside of, maybe, school, that you remember struggling with a lot of, like, culture shock, being in Ku- Kuwait and everything?
0: Yeah, being, like, first time being in Kuwait is probably the language, the Arabic language itself, because... I don't, really take, I don't really like take Arabic um, that serious when I was uh, back in Malaysia and then when I came here, I don't know why but I don't like I, I kind of regret it because I, do, I don't studied Arabic back in Kuwait and I stayed there for eight years and I don't like know how to sp- like speak that language but
1: I know that it sucks eh? Like, I rem- like it's, people always ask me do I know Arabic?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, oh, it's such a shame. And then people like go like, oh, it's such a shame you didn't learn Arabic. You've been living there for eight years. Oh, my God. I was like, fuck you,
1: bitch. I can't even think of one word that I know. I think I know one word, but I'm not going to say it because I think it's a really bad word.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. But, yeah, things happen because, I mean, I mean, like the school, uh, the school that we went to, are mostly like very English centric, and then there's there's no there's no how can you say there's no window of opportunity of uh, us speaking like Arabic or we were we weren't forced to speak Arabic. It's a school policy when the students are in class, they should speak in English and not Arabic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the kids usually speak Arabic when they're in like, um, the recess time.
1: I think also we had for the foreign students, it was different for learning Arabic over there was different for foreign students and for students. Actually, no, I'm lying. It was different for English speaking foreign students. We had Mm -hmm. something called E, ESF was it maybe called? I think English for foreign learning students or something like that. Like Um, like And then we had, yeah. So we had English for foreign, um, we had Arabic. What am I saying? No, Arabic we had for we, so basically, student. yeah, thank yeah. you for correcting me. My dumb ass, <laughs> <laughs> we had Arabic for foreign learning students. So that was like for people like us who never spoke Arabic before. And that was like a side, a little like, for example, in South Africa, we learn. Afrikaans as a second language, depending on uh-huh. which school, which, which part of the, of the country. Um, so it was something like that. It was more like a second language. And then we also learned French. Yeah, we oh, learned French really?
0: also. We learned French oh my and God. Yeah, wow. I did. Oh
1: wow. We learned French at bru we
0: learned French at Cambridge also. And yeah, at 10 not yes, you that, remember? But I didn't know you like studied French when you were in South Africa.
1: No, not in South Africa.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Well, back <laughs> in Over Germany, there I'm talking yeah, about. We, we studied French. Yeah, so we had French. Ask me
1: to name a French word. It can I can't do focal I can't do anything. You can speak a little bit of French.
0: You know, uh, Ça va? Bonjour. No, <laughs> <laughs> <C'est du laughs> <play? laughs> so not French. It's like bonjour, savoir.
1: Bonjour. Anyways. But, um, so we, we had that as like a, a, a second learning um, thing. And then the Arabic students, now this doesn't only mean the people from the country, this could be people from Lebanon, people from Egypt, basically Arabic yeah. speaking people, they had to learn that as like a, a subject subject. Um... So, yeah, like you said, we weren't forced to learn it. It was very chill. We, our teacher was always making jokes in the class.
0: And yeah, it was just a really okay. chill
1: environment. And we learned like, some, oh my God, Raj, I remember writing in Arabic. Oh my God, that was one of the most difficult things ever. I like, mean, like, it's, not, it's, it's
0: not that hard for me because I... I come on. Okay, I started, what can you write? I can you write? On, okay. uh, nah. Oh yeah, that's
1: true. That's true.
0: As, as so you have some but that like, like, but you that have uh-huh. yeah so I, but I, can I can you write in, in
1: arabic can you write anything
0: in arabic yeah uh yeah because i know the alphabet oh so
1: you know the alphabet yeah because I, because I'll, I'll, that I'll was like, a very long year took some time to answer
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like i grew up going to a religion not a religious a religion class so so basically Back in Malaysia, we have this religion uh, like oh af- right after the morning school in the evening. I remember that. What you still had like religion, religion classes,
1: class? and it, but you any it was almost, it was almost like an Arabic class because you would learn Arabic also there, just to understand yeah, the Quran, but, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. So so it it wasn't that hard for me. It's probably because of
1: yeah. And that's like a whole other topic. Just da-
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like that. Compared to to Malaysia, like the the how can you say the the way that um, like I study in in Kuwait and then the way that I study in Malaysia, I think Malaysia have higher quality because um, in terms of like religious study such as like um, in Malaysia we call pendidikan Islam. So basically, I think that it is more in depth. But mm. like in Kuwait, their their religious study their. It's not that they try and take it easy, but they don't go, like, that much in-depth in terms of, like, studying the Quran itself. Kind of weird, though, because, like, it should be, like, even more in-depth because I'm in the Arab country. But, you would think, yeah, yeah. But the school was, like, a British school, so, yeah, kind of, you kind of understand it. No wonder, right?
1: Yeah, but that, that, that kind of, but it does suck sometimes that we come back to our countries and they're, like, say something Arabic
0: and we're, like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. About that, I think like the 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 fastest word. My sister, my word sister with... we can understand is probably the swear word. I'm like the the fastest like the Definitely, fastest yeah. word that we picked up from the kids.
1: That's all the things you we were taught in the playground area. Yeah, what was
0: your what about your sister?
1: Now I was gonna say when we um came back to Africa, she would be like she would act like she knew Arabic, and she would be like, oh, I can speak Arabic. And then she, she, all she knew was like, hi, hello, how are you? Or something like that. You know, you always get those people that are like, oh, I speak four languages. But like, I, I don't I don't speak them fluently. And then they can only like say five words. I just know a few words.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just tell her to say assalamualaikum. Everybody gonna be like, oh, oh my God. Oh, you know how to, you know how to speak Arabic. Oh. It's like a basic word of Arabic. So yeah, and one of the mm-hmm. experience that I always like, it's not a, it's not much of a culture shock uh, for me. Actually, it's a culture shock for people around me. And uh, that's when I was mm-hmm. like, like remember, remember in break we always um, I'm like the the Arabic kids always buy the food from the pack shop, right? The junky. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> the disgusting, like junk junky food from like uh, the tuck shop, and the food are kind of like very very unhealthy.
1: Basically, like one, just to underst- just to understand what what the our 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 um basically to understand what our tuck shops or lunchtime shops cafeteria area looked like during break time. We got served like pizza and like Hardy's meals if you guys know that restaurant a uh, pizza hut like the, the the most craziest things that you would ever hear from a school you could find
0: there yeah i'm like it's, it's the most i'm like unhealthy food varieties that are like it present was so in school unhealthy.
1: oh my god
0: but yeah, so you were saying in lunchtime? Since, since uh, like the, the first time that I came to quit to Cambridge and um, Kenya, I always bring like, uh, my food from home. And mm. these Arabic kids are so freaking annoying. Well, um, I, I bring my noodles. Because they, I, I don't think so they, they know what noodle is. Because, so basically, I bring like mihon goreng, fried noodle, like rice noodle. So when I, mm. when I go to school, uh, they would, they would be like, oh, what are you eating? Is that worm? And I was like, Oh, shit, here we go again. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's um fried noodle. Do you want to try? Oh. and then their reaction would be like, oh, I don't want to try. And then they would go away. And I was like, fine, I just eat eat my like food alone. I was kind of a lonely, lonely kid because they were, uh, I don't find like um, a lot of friends when I, when I was that first uh, in my first year when um, I came to Cambridge. Mm.
1: And and I think I think the yeah. biggest the, 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 the thing about that was that your you you were bringing your um home cooked meals that. That, that and that's that has a lot of significant culture, yeah, culture and i think that was really weird for those culture, kids to yeah. see because they used to one thing and they see this kid with some asian dish with lots of vegetables and noodles and they're like what the hell and they probably smelled
0: like they never smelled it before yeah. and they were like you but but sometimes there's there's i still remember i i'm not sure if, if it was Fawaz or Abdul Nawaf um he he, he kind of asked me like why are you eating and say like it's uh so it's so fried rice and then there's a few a few like meat and like chicken and all that mm-hmm. stuff and then he tasted and then he's he was like, Hmm, tastes good. Okay. <clears throat> Bring for me like one tomorrow. And I was <laughs> like, hmm, like, okay. You're the first one. All you have to do is just
1: <laughs> taste it and then you forget about how so, it looks yeah.
0: or anything like that. But Yeah, I was like it doesn't look that bad. I'm like it looks like edible, it looks okay.
1: Yeah, but I mean to them it looked like Weird,
0: probably. Yeah, because they all uh, probably because of they never got exposed to the like Asian cuisine, Mm. uh, like like cuisine from the Southeast Asia.
1: Yeah, but I even remember like my first time eating food from your country, from your from your home. Like going to your house for the first time and eating food from your house, it was very. I was I I was I was actually like quite that was uh, that was like a good culture shock moment for me because i remember you had oh you had so many like a culture shock for your taste buds for my taste buds and, but it wasn't only about the food i even remember when um i came to your house for the first time i can't even remember when it was i think it was probably for a sleepover or something and the, one yeah. of the first things that took me back was i came into your house with shoes and then you were like Season, what are you doing? And I was like, wait, what did I do? What uh-huh, did I do at all? And it was like, <laughs> we don't wear shoes in our house. But it was like this big no-no. I was, and I was so confused because I've been wearing shoes in our house for my entire life. It wasn't a big deal. But you were like, it's disgusting. Da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was like so weird for me But I did it anyway And I was on my socks yeah. <laughs> And then you kind of I don't know if it was in that moment Or later on You kind of explained to me why um, You guys don't wear shoes now And it had a, I had to do a lot with yeah. um, I can't remember if you guys If it was to do with um, Not only obviously trying to be more hygienic Because you obviously do walk outside with your shoes And you had actually inside slippers That you would wear in the house but also, I think it was to do with, because in your tradition, yeah. I'm not sure I might get this wrong, but sometimes you guys do sit on the floor a lot. Mm. Sometimes when you eat and stuff, right? So Yeah. Kind um, of. yeah. That's yeah. why, I like, you guys I don't really like shoes in the house. But I, so I, so I came over and I think probably oh. had lunch. I remember it was like a lunchtime. Firstly, there was so much food. <laughs> there was so much
0: food. Um, yeah. I mean I mean like my mom always guys, cooks a lot. when his mom cooks it's like
1: a, four, a a a five a five course meal. Firstly it's a five course meal. There's there's more than one dish always. <laughs> so I was like taking it back. I was like, okay, there's a lot of food. Make your sure mom, your mom is very friendly. Um And we sat down to eat And there was all these different dishes And I just remember I was so scared to try Because I couldn't even tell what it was Like I was like Is this a vegetable? Is this a a, a fish? Uh. A chicken? What is this? But then uh, (laughs) 10 years later Malaysian food is like my favorite food ever And it's because of that one day Where I sat down at your house Being culture shocked and eating this weird food, and now it's like my fave.
0: Yeah, I still remember that you had you had that spicy. I think it was spicy chicken, chicken, um, chicken curry or chicken sambal. So basically, it was like ayam, I really am I remember.
1: I just remember something spicy, something veggies, yeah. veggies, some a lot of rice. Um, and I even remember your mom was like watching me while I was eating, yeah, just to be beca- like because, so how's because, the food? because you
0: kind of I no. was like. <laughs> It's interesting for her, like for like looking at yeah. a foreign kid eating her, her, like her own home-cooked Malaysian food. I mean, like it's probably her first time like serving like foreign foreign person like eating their like local food. And I remember your face. Oh my god! I just remembered red. your face went red when you ate. I just remembered. Summer.
1: I actually remember the first time I came to your house. I just remember it now. It wasn't a sleepover. It was actually. We came, I think it was like a Thursday after school, we came um, back to your place uh-huh. and we were supposed to meet, we were going to come, you told your mommy me and Imran were going to come over and I think we were going to like have lunch there or something and that was the first time
0: I remember. Oh really? Oh. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, that was. But I remember your, your face yeah. turned red and you like sweating like crazy. Because of the sambal was so so spicy for him.
1: Yeah, oh my god guys. some of the heat my my body could not handle yeah. that that level of heat yet. I
0: had to work my way out And then I ran I ran to the kitchen and um, got uh, some like vanilla ice cream. Got me ice cream.
1: <laughs> it barely helped something. in the beginning, but it 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 eventually it my, my mouth. Down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, no, but that was a
1: crazy experience also, like something really as simple as just going over to your friend's house for a meal. But because it's two different, completely cultures, it was like such a, it was so weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, like when I came, I came to your house, um, I think Years later. Like, back <laughs> when we were in like KNES, I'm mean, like your mom's. Yeah, that was your like, mom's, grade your mom's are, like pretty, pretty simple. I'm mean, like it's, it's very westernized like food. It, it, there, there, weren't a lot of yeah. like spices. There was just like, uh, fried, fried chicken. If I'm not mistaken, fried chicken and fried rice, or like some kind of which, like corn or something
1: like that. All I remember, I remember. Um, I think it was. It could have been a Sunday you came over, or it was a, a um. Th- wasn't it on my birthday, maybe? The day after my birthday that you were there? I think it was before. Over?
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, you did come before, I think. I think you had, like, a Sunday meal. A regular colored South African Sunday meal. And our classic um, Sunday meal is always your roasted chicken, your roasted potatoes, your oh. um, your rice with some veggies and, like, a corn. Like, something like, a cream of corn situation, um, yeah. depends on the sunday sometimes we might do something
0: extra
1: yeah. but so you can um,
0: say it is very healthy compared to Malaysian food <laughs> is it <laughs> i don't know i think maybe I think so because it is very like clean i mean you guys do food. have I'm a lot clean. of oils and stuff yeah 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 we do a lot yeah it's on the cleaner side yeah Malaysian Malaysian food we, yeah. like we always put like coconut coconut milk like and then some coconut oil depends on the food and then like some um, palm oil and stuff like that.
1: I must say, like, because one of the best things that I, I've really, I feel like I really had the privilege to experience the Malaysian culture, not only through you, but obviously because I also lived there for like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I got to experience more culture and more food. Um, and I must say, the Malaysians do love the the oil like a lot. Like everything is True. so oily. Like, True. I oh my god, my skin was not. Not that at its best. During that time. <laughs> <laughs> Not at its best. Like out. <laughs> but my but my my taste buds were in heaven, <laughs> guys. I'm telling you, like, oh, if I just start to think about the food in Malaysia, if you guys want to ever do your favor, go look up Malaysian food or try and find a Malaysian restaurant wherever you are. It probably won't be as good as the real thing, yeah. but oh my god, my 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 mouth is salivating right now just thinking about it. It really yeah. is. Uh, amazing
0: cuisine I am mean, like he always like stayed within the like Subang and KL area so he doesn't like explore you don't you don't explore more like of like the rural Malaysian side uh, I think you only came to Pangkor yeah. the island that I brought you when you came to Stiawan but
1: but I th- I feel like I actually had a more authentic authentic experience just being in your home um, in your in your home in Malay- in in Kuwait already, uh-huh. I had a more uh, authentic experience because I was in a home in the home of a authentic Malaysian family that was from like you said uh, just a regular town, uh-huh. and I was seeing the culture, the the things you wore, uh-huh. your daily traditions, your um, food, and all these things. So when I actually when I lived in Malaysia, it was actually I I got to see a different side of Malaysia, the more city life, you could say.
0: Um, mm, where some true. things were a
1: bit more westernised
0: Yeah, true, true I mean, like, people uh, in the city, especially in KL They are very, somewhat, like, a bit westernised When compared to people within the our rural area Because uh, you can say, like Because they're, like, people in the city are more, like, liberal And people in the rural mm. area is a bit more conservative
1: Like, like with every country, yeah. usually it's like that but you live where? How far away from KL do you live? Because I remember I, mean, I, I had to take like a what a four-hour bus ride to you yeah. last time when I came to your town.
0: Yeah, uh, I live in Perak, Uh It's like a three three and a half-hour ride uh, by car and from KL. From, yeah, from KL to like from KL to Sitiawan, and a four-hour bus so, ride.
1: So, so when I actually when I lived in Kuala Lumpur. I lived in an area called Subang Jaya, if I remember, um, which was kind of in, not too much in the city, but it was like in the KL area. Um, and I went one holiday. It was like a full weekend, I think. I went down to your town. And that was also very interesting. It was, it was, again, I got to experience that authentic um, Malaysia but more, not just in your apartment. I got to then see your town and mm. the people in your town and the different markets. And True. we went to an island for one day, and it was yeah. it was very cool. But by then, I think I was so I was so in the culture that that wasn't culture shock for me anymore. It was it was it was smooth. Everything I was seeing and learning, mm. I wasn't taken aback by the things that I was seeing.
0: You kind of assimilate to it,
1: yeah. And oh, ABC. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I still think about it till today.
0: Do it. I mean, you could you could do it by like your own.
1: Can you please describe for the people what ABC is?
0: Because so, I sound like an idiot. Puppy. So you're, you're saying ABC. ABC is ice batu kacang. So ice, bat- ice batu kacang ice actually is ice, <laughs> which is ice. <laughs> Ice batu means rock. Kacang means, like, nuts. <laughs> and then the literal translation is uh, ice rock nut, <laughs> which is weird. So, basically, it's... Um, <laughs> it's a... Ice, it's a... You can't say it's a dessert or it's a drink. I mean, like, Malaysian people take... I am mean, like, it's a drink. I mean, like, ABC is a form of a drink, but it consists of ice shaving. And then they put um, rose water. They put... Um, Concentrated milk, uh, evaporated milk, and then a, a few bits of uh, coloring, uh, like food coloring, green and yellow, if I'm not mistaken. And they also put like um, grass jelly, uh, corn, and then kidney bean, red bean, and all that, like good stuff. And yeah, okay. and it tastes so super, for super, super sweet.
1: Anyone. Said- If a South African had to listen to what you were saying now, they'd be like, what the fuck? Basically, like you said, it's all these things combined. It's almost like, I would say, like a snow cone, like a slushy vibe. Not really a slushy. Slushy is very more liquid. But it's like that shaved ice, like you said, with the um, concentrated milk. We call it condensed milk. Uh Um, Jelly, the grass jelly you were talking about, it's, it's, it's basically jelly. It's basically jelly. And then... It does have corn in it, and I know the corn sounds very weird like, what the hell is corn doing in a dessert? Hmm. But trust me, it works. Like, it sounds so weird, but it works. It's so good.
0: I'm like, you need, you guys need to come down to Malaysia and like taste Malaysian food because it's a whole new world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm planning my second trip or my third trip by now. Um, But, 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 how do you think? How do you think? um, Because we, I think, we are one of the most unlikely people to to be friends. People would think probably because you are like a guy from Southeast Asia, Malaysia, a a, a small little town. I am all the way from South Africa, Cape Town, um, and we're such close friends that we connect past all these differences. We are still able to connect as human beings, and. Like, what do you think? How do you, in your opinion, what do you think? How did that happen? And what makes it work? That we got through this—that like that, the that, the cult that, that, that huge cultural barrier.
0: Probably because of the difference that we have in each other and the the, the willingness of like learning each other culture itself. I'm mean, like, without that, mm. I don't think I don't think you would get interested and would get to know like, other people' culture, and you probably, if you weren't, mm. like, that curious, you probably wouldn't come to my house. It kind of, it kind of, like, yeah, people would say it's so weird, because our personality are very, at a very, like, each end of a spectrum. Because, the spectrum. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was one of those studious kids, and then you were one of those, like, carefree, like, kid, and then I, I don't know what i was happened? basically the k free clown in the class yeah but but we always like click together i mean like we always like understand each other it's probably because mm. of like we were one like we were one of the minorities in school and then we were the foreign kids yeah so like one of the way for us to like like be together just like chilling out and yeah talking in class and all that stuff
1: and i think when Like, we were basically, yeah, like, you're right. We were both outcasts, and because we were on the outskirts, we saw each other, and we became friends, and we made we knew we were the only ones we had. Um, so we made that extra effort to get to know each other, pass our different cultures, um, and we made it work. And I think that's definitely one of the solutions that people, if you come from different backgrounds, and you're trying to, I don't know, like make friends in a new city, in a new place, you really just have to get past your own cultural barriers and your own um, way of thinking and, 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 and be open to understanding people's, people and their different ways.
0: Yeah, true. The reason why people are scared of, like, yeah. people from other cultures is because of the fear of the unknown because they don't know what uh, mm. they're, like, expecting or Definitely. what they're getting from, like, the culture of other people so yeah it's probably because of that once you get past that and you just just try and and try to understand and put your shoes in your place i mean like you you probably going to be more empathy toward toward to um, toward the people definitely, with like different definitely. cultures yeah
1: and i i think also focusing on like what you have what your similarities are more than what your differences are. I think that also makes a huge difference because I think like for me and you, especially when we're in high school, the things that we had in, 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 the things that we had um, in common was that we would always love playing basketball. Badminton, yeah, video games, and talking about, I don't know, like just the normal things kids were going through in high school and stuff like that. Those are the things we connected on. And I think we focused more on that instead of what was so different, like how different we looked and how different we spoke and uh-uh, how, our, our different religion backgrounds, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: true, true.
1: And I think even, even the religion background was a huge factor because the religion also affects a lot of... In the way you carry yourself and the way you interact with other people, yeah. um, and I don't—I I really can't think of of a a a um a situation where both of us were in where we were ever in a fight or in a, some kind of confrontation regarding religion. We, ready, um, we, or confrontation.
0: That, we oh, really, we really, we really. But I think it was because we never brought it up. Yeah, but I um, mean, like, we always we we sometimes we we spoke about our religion and um, and and the differences between like Christianity and Islam. Mm. Like from that, we probably know like where your stand is like from your like religious background. So I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. Probably because you can understand people more when you like speak to them about these like deep topics. Because not a lot of people will, like, yeah. you know, have a conversation on these things.
1: And I think we never really, because something so funny, I, I and I, I've had the situations with other um, Muslim people in Kuwait, but not with you, where people, where you would have a conversation about religion, and immediately there was an aggression or some kind of um, come-to-my-side kind of, mentality but but both of us we never had that we never spoke about stuff like that about your your religion sucks or you and we were so young um and well while everyone was talking like that we 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 never spoke about why do you do that or
0: Uh our religion is better
1: Uh like we were actually quite mature for our age now that i
0: think about it yeah I still remember that one Arabic kid said to you uh, that, oh, you're going, to, you're going to hell. And I was like, what? What did you say I that? So, so I literally <laughs>
1: just remember that. I literally just remember that. Now, we're, I remember we were in class so and I can't remember though. what people were doing, but the teacher was not in the class and we were talking about something. And this kid literally told me, oh, no, you're going to hell because you're Christian. And I can't really remember what I was feeling in the moment. But I knew I wasn't feeling like, oh my God, like I am going to hell <laughs> or like my religion's back. I'm more so, i more so felt again, like an outcast because not that these kids were agreeing with him, but they weren't disagreeing with him essentially because they most, most people were Muslim. Also again, most people. That in um, Kuwait are Muslim Even the foreigners Because a lot of foreigners are from Muslim countries So most people are are Muslim So as a Christian you feel even more Like a minority Because you feel like Okay well at least these other foreigners Like you from Malaysia being Muslim You can at least connect with these people On a religious level But I can't even do that So there was that also Um, So it's like a different mixture of things It was very Very Difficult.
0: I mean, like even. I mean, like even amongst the self, even amongst the Arabic people, they they also have like a divide. Uh, it's not a religious divide because they have the Sunni and Shia right mm, over there. I remember so, that, yes. so I mean, like the Shia, the Shia people always be like. Uh, kind of kind of become the black sheep of the Muslim people <laughs> because because of the their practice community. and because of their practice the difference of their practice uh, are like very greatly when compared to Sunni so yeah it kind of it kind of come from their own arrogance itself because they don't really understand people's perspective you can have that view but come on don't be like so rude and like to like a non-Muslim that, oh, you're going to hell. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that they they would like be that uh, say the same thing to the teachers, like to, to the teachers that were taught yeah. us. They were just being a bully in simple terms.
1: Yeah. And I think they were just like, they, they were just reiterating also what they were taught, um, but it just, in a just more aggressive way like uh-huh. um what what with all that being said i do feel like um we that that's what we stand for we stand for um being open minded and not being ignorant and not letting things like simple things like different um different different different, different um what would you say what what would you call the different spheres like you said, there's Shiha and there's this. So, different mm. spheres. Yeah, different um, within spheres. With anything of religion. Within, yeah. within, the, within religion, within culture, those just blocking yourself and putting yourself in a category and saying we're not mixing with that category. Mm. We, we stand on that and we say you can be from whatever country, from whatever religion, from any language, whatever age, whatever, and you can still get along. We are proof of that
0: yeah you just need to put your arrogance aside and like try to be empathetic to towards each, uh, each other mm-hmm. just open yeah. be open be open and and there's a lot of things you could learn from people from other culture it's mm. it, it gonna open your eyes i mean like you're probably going to be it's less let racist let you... <laughs> when you know uh, definitely like, <laughs> yeah. definitely when you know, like the culture of other people <laughs>
1: And it's almost like, like you said, a whole new world. It literally is a whole new world. When you really take the minute to get to know someone in the culture, you experience so many new. You see the world literally from a different perspective. Oh, And there's a whole, there's so much on the other side waiting yeah, to experience. And that's why I'm so passionate about traveling and wanting to just experience different cultures. It's like, it's like literally hopping to different universes. Yeah. And stuff like that. that's how I can feel sometimes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, people just be open-minded, drop that ignorance, put it in the backseat and don't be afraid. People, people are so quick. Some people don't even want to mix with people from different social groups. If you are in a lower class or people don't want to mix with people from a different race. And it's so crazy to see because you're really limiting your pool of, of not only friendships, experiences, all these different things.
0: Yeah, True you just even even though you're you're in the different even though you were brought out a different way from compared to other people the key is i always say the key is empathy i mean like you just need to understand like mm. where are uh, the other people's stance are from that point on you can un- know where you should stand your ground and you can like like come in the middle like you can you can, Discuss things uh, more openly In Without having yeah. this This prior um, how, how can you say Prior intention of saying Oh, you, your culture is wrong My culture is right
1: yeah I think people are too obsessed with always being right
0: Yeah, true They're,
1: they're living their lives right They have the right um, religion Or whatever the case may be hmm. um, And that's what you need to get over You need to get over that you're not always in the right um and i think that that's what we stand for that's that's what we want to really get, get into depth with the next um few episodes of this podcast is just talking about how different experiences of the world coming from such different backgrounds and meeting in the middle and we just want to share our stories and chat about our different perspectives on topics of that range from um uni life to adulthood yeah. to marriage to sex to dating to everything <laughs> we have so many different perspectives but somehow we always meet in the middle and understand each other yeah that's true so, yeah let's conclude are we gonna conclude <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah we're kind of reaching to the end of our podcast so let's conclude our podcast by saying that don't be an a-hole, um, try to understand people with other culture. If you open your eyes to the world, even, even in Islam, uh, God created um, other people from different races so you can learn from them. So the thing is, being empathetic and being um, eager to understand like, other people's culture, from that point on, you can breach the gap that divide us like cult- culturally yeah. and become more empathetic and understanding toward each other mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>